What's life giving to you? What have you done this week that has given you energy or that has given you sustainability for the journey ahead? Welcome to the Not By Chance podcast. This is Talmadge, Tim Thane's son and podcast manager. Today, Dr. Thane will be interviewing Allison Pozell. This was recorded in 2019 during the Homeward Bound Advance. Today's topic is stamina. Dr. Thane will be introducing her a little bit more, so we're going to just jump into this. All right, I'm Tim Thane with the Not By Chance podcast, and it's where we talk about intentional family living. And we bring in different guests who have a perspective on how to actually do that. And so today we have Allison Pozell, a Homeward Bound transition coach and a therapist. She's been practicing uh, mental health counseling for 18 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, She spends a lot of her time working with entire families, sometimes teams and individuals. And prior to being a a therapist, you were a nurse in the Air Force. That's correct. Which is really interesting to me. I'd love to dive into that sometime. Well, we're going to talk about that just a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in the bigger perspective of what we do in our work, I always really do believe in repurposing my pain for something functional down the road. Otherwise, I waste it. And if it's going to be that significant, I'd rather not waste it. Wow. So you're talking about everything from the physical to the emotional to the the family and to the individual. That's awesome. Well, today we're going to talk about something I think we all are going to be interested in. It's stamina. Yes. So I would like you, first of all, just give us your definition of stamina. Yes. Can I tell you a story first about why I think it's important? It's near and dear to my heart. I know there's a new Mary Poppins movie now, but the first Mary Poppins, some people are probably you know, too young to even know it existed. But anyway, some of us do remember that one. And there's a scene in it where Admiral Boom, he's the retired Navy Admiral across the street, and every day at six o'clock, he shoots off his cannon. Well, a few minutes to six, the housekeeper looks at the clock and says, post everyone, and they all run to a space. One grabs the fishbowl, one grabs the china cabinet, one grabs the candelabra, and then he shoots off the cannonball. Everything goes awry, but they catch it, nothing breaks. And then with actually, you know, pat on the wall, everything straightens up and they go about their evening. And there's a lot of families that that have these activities that are going on because of their children's behavior or what has been happening in their home, where it's just it just becomes second nature. Post everyone when something happens. And that happened in our family when we had uh, one of our kids was um, one of our daughters had just a big struggle when she didn't get her way. And so she decided the way that she was going to show us she was unhappy is she would take various items and flush them down the toilet. Candy bars, balls, I mean, all kinds of things. I still can't eat a Milky Way, just FYI, because that was one of the wrappers that we always had to find. But it was on a second floor bathroom. So we would sit there and we would hear and see the water begin to trickle down onto the first floor, on the couch, on the carpet, on the computer. And this was a repeated thing to the point that the minute you heard the change Mm. in the water, because there's a difference in flushing, Mm We were all post everyone, though we didn't have to say it, we all knew. Someone grabbed the towels, someone moved the computer, someone moved the couch. We never once stopped to think, why are we letting that behavior continue? Because we were in this reactive cycle of wondering what in the world is going to happen to us. Um, We never thought about treatment at the time Mm. because we were so, um, we were in survival mode, just gutting it out, wanting to be okay and didn't know what else to do. 
So stamina at that point became very important to us because once we did realize, you know what, I don't think every family goes through this every day when somebody flushes the toilet in their home. Um, we realized, let's get her to treatment, and we were so relieved. I think she was too. She didn't have that pressure mm -hmm. anymore. But then we realized we were exhausted. We had no reserves, and we thought, how in the world do you pick up from that? Because even 20 years later, if I hear a certain volume when a toilet flushes, I think Milky Way bars, messes, computers, and water. It's just something that doesn't go away. Mm. So the stamina became very important for us. Mm. Absolutely. And of course, we, we deal with that all the time at Homeward Bound, the stamina level of parents. So give us a definition of what stamina is in your, in your way of thinking. So stamina, we, when I think stamina, I think strength. So it's this physical or mental strength to get things done or to do difficult tasks. We do difficult tasks all the time. You t it takes stamina to do them over time in a way that you have something left over for when you need energy again. So it's being able to have this capacity to, over a long period of time, complete a difficult task. Sounds like parenting, doesn't mm. it? I mean, even when they're 30 years old, sometimes it, it becomes difficult. You know what I think of? What's that? We're actually at our yearly advance here, doing this podcast. And just last night, we were challenged by, by someone to hang from a bar. Uh, as long as we could and I didn't want to do it and we had one of our coaches who was up for that Carolyn so I'm sitting there thinking I think I'm stronger than Carolyn I think I can I think I can hang on longer we, we were supposed to hang on to that bar for two minutes and I thought I can I think I can do that at least I can I can hang on there longer than Carolyn can hang on there right so we get up there start hanging on the bar and stamina comes into play. Now I'm starting to understand what was going on. I might be able to beat Carolyn in an arm wrestle, but she kicked my rear when it came to stamina. She kept holding onto the bar. I fell down. I don't think you guys saw that. No, I'm And thinking. I'm so glad nobody else saw that, but that, that's I'm, it's now clicking. I love this definition because it's doing something very difficult over a long period of time. That's correct. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So what are the signs that you're running out of stamina as a parent? Well, let me start out. Of course, I have to start out with another story. Okay. <laughs> because before we run out, we are maximizing our capacity. We are doing great things. And I learned this from something called Starling's Law back in biology in college when we had to, well, we had to kill a turtle. It was, <laughs> I hated that. But what I learned from that was when you stress a muscle, it, it functions better and it becomes more productive. Then we moved that to the ICU, and as we began to prepare patients for open heart surgery, we needed to know how much pressure their body could handle in their heart, pumping at the same time, and we would measure with periods of fluid, just you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And it got to the point that we, the heart would be pumping so well, and we knew exactly how much pressure the anesthesiologist had to maintain the next day in open heart surgery. But then they would say, give them a half a cc, and that's not very much, I mean, it's just a little bit. And one of our patients had a cardiac arrest, they were doing great, and this much more, they... All I, at once collapsed. All at once like that. Everything was good, and then everything was bad. And so that's one of the struggles in realizing, how do you know when you're at your end point? It's because right before you're at your end point, you're at your maximum performance. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to miss, because so, things are going well. This is called Starling's Law. Starling's Law. You know, mm -hmm. I, I literally, uh, this is so interesting, because I literally experienced that yesterday, hanging on that bar. Um, because I think I'm doing pretty well. And in a very rapid 
just amount of time, I went from doing pretty well to falling from that bar. And so I, I experienced that. It doesn't take much at all, just all of a sudden. And if we, if we knew right before we were about to crash, it'd be a different story, mm -hmm. but we don't. Mm -hmm. That's when the crisis hits and you realize, I am in trouble. And sometimes so is my family. Now, when, and what's the big danger of that? I mean, you think about what's the reality when that crash happens in a family system, let's say, and you're, you're kind of at max capacity, you're handling things okay, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're not. What, what's kind of the outcome of, of that scenario? Well, for us, we were in a mess. We didn't think we needed help because we were really, we thought, doing well. We were being very reactive to life, not proactive, but we didn't think we needed help. We didn't have two people wrapped around us. We didn't have a therapist in place. We didn't have any extra support for us to um, encourage us. Matter of fact, people were kind of thinking, your family's a little crazy. We thought we were a little crazy, but didn't everybody move their computer when a you know, a flushed upstairs? I mean, you begin to lose your sense of normalcy. So we, we had to, from a very, very tired place, reach out for help. And that is very difficult to do. At because that it's moment. A, at that moment, it is. Yeah, that's, that's really that's good. So let's talk a little bit about um, some of the, some of the um, outcomes, I guess, of this crash. When, when you're losing, when you lose that stamina, what, what kinds of things happen? Well, let's use a word from the business world, because I really love it, burnout. Hmm. When you're burned out, you're at the end of your emotional, your physical, your spiritual capacity. And you're at that place where you're thinking, there's just, there's just nothing left. Now, there's one definition that says it's really just all about lack of self-care and just self-neglect. I, really I really didn't like that. It was a little too responsible on my part for the moment. But the point, getting to the end of your rope, yeah. it's really where you are. And when parenting is not a nine-to-five job and you feel burned out, that makes you feel even less capable for the work ahead thereby decreasing your stamina even more. So when we're thinking about, it's, it's, it's not if I feel burned out as a parent, it's not that I don't love my kids, it's not that I don't want what's best for my kids, it's that I am tired, I'm exhausted, and I don't know what else to do because nobody else steps in and says, hey, I've got your job for you, take a couple days off, that doesn't happen. And, and I would guess that a lot of the support network around them may not really understand what, uh, what it feels like to be at their, truly at the end of their rope, so to speak. And, and, and so they're watching the flailing happen mm -hmm. over here. Do you, do you agree with that? Absolutely. Sometimes they even gossip about it because they're like, ooh, they were great. Now they're not. What do you think happened? Right. You know, it, right. it becomes that kind of headline news. And it's almost embarrassing for a family because sometimes you don't see it coming either. So one of the ways, there, there's several ways that we can look and see what's happening that maybe our stamina is dwindling. And one is when the healthy people become unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important, particularly when you have siblings that have been healthy and you send one of the children off to treatment. Um, there's an example where I'm working, worked with a family where the treatment team suggested, we think he needs to go to inpatient or um, therapeutic boarding school, and, but not go back to the home. Well, the mom can gut it out, right? Because we like to gut it out. It's that grit we talk about as parents. And they brought the son home, but the older sister could not handle it. She had this massive anxiety reaction. Day three, the kid is home, her brother's home. 
She says, I am going to go live with my grandparents until he goes somewhere else. So now we're looking at not only one needy child in the home, but a second one, and then a stress on the parenting system, because now two children are in distress, which puts the parents in distress. Mm -hmm. So when the healthy people become unhealthy, we need to look at that. Mm. So that's one. It's a good sign. Um, the, another one is when we're more concerned about survival than sustainability. Because all we would say is, we just have to get through this. Or what can I do for you? I just have to survive, I don't even know. Instead of asking the question, is this sustainable? Can I sustain this over a long period of time? If that answer is no, I'm nearing the end of my capacity or my stamina. So is it, is it about survival or is it about sustainability? Mm. So which question you ask um, might point to the fact there might be less stamina than, than you thought. If you are isolating from activities and relationships that are life-giving, then maybe it's time to step back and go, hmm, there's nobody pouring into me. I'm isolated, I'm embarrassed, and that's also a sign that you don't have any energy or you're getting near the end. It's not uncommon to see marriages get in distress. And I think a lot of therapists would see that when there's a child that has some bigger issues or taking a lot of energy in the family, the marriage often takes the hit. Mm -hmm. And you'll hear it with the spouses and their frustration. Um, so that is a concern because now not only when mom and dad aren't okay and the marriage isn't okay, their parenting changes. And a lot of the principles we work with with Homeward Bound, you know, they're, they're no longer unified. They don't have the energy to nurture the support for their children. They don't have the energy to even stay consistent. And that begins just a big, the bottom dropping out of some stability. It's like, a, it's like a cascading oh, yes. effect, right? Absolutely. So it spills over that first level. Mm -hmm. and, and you have the negative effects of that. But that's not all because we're connected, you know, as a family system pretty tightly. And that's going to cascade down to the marriage. And it's going to cascade further. And, and like you say, if you think about those chocolate fountains. Oh, that sounds great. Have you seen <laughs> yeah. those? Yes. <laughs> uh, what it does, I think it fills up this cup. This one's full and this one's full. Mm -hmm. So when you get a little more over the top, right, it's going to cascade down to that next one. And it's already ready to spill. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the visual that I'm starting to get that is why it ends up cascading into lots of areas of life. Multiple people starting to have mental health issues. Marriage is starting to struggle. And so, yeah, that, that to me, I am a metaphor kind of guy. Mm -hmm. And I, I although chocolate's a lot better than any kind of, you know, collapse that we're talking about here. <laughs> but I think we can visually see that. That's helpful in our lives. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about uh, how do we catch this early? I mean, it seems like everything we've talked about in our podcasts have been, well, if you can think of that this is coming ahead of time, what do you do about it so that you don't have this multiple layers of collapse in your physical health? I mean, talk about just an individual, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to see your health decline. Mm -hmm. You know, your, your patients go down. You know, all of these things just inside the, the individual, let alone then the effect of that individual on, or me, on my family, and, and then here we go. So how do we detect this in ourselves soon enough, and what do we do? Well, detecting it soon enough, again, is difficult to do, because right before we, before we crash, we're doing great, or we think we are. So I encourage people and hopefully live myself to be more proactive than reactive. So what do I know to be true for me to have stamina in any circumstance coming down the pike? 
Um, I do know that one thing that we always talk about with people is follow your treatment team recommendations. If you are bringing home a student against your treatment team recommendations, I really want to encourage you to be prepared, be proactive, and have all the things in place that you need as a parent to be able to manage the stress that this is going to bring to you and your family. Um, follow that treatment team recommendation. If you don't have a treatment team, get one. These people have a different eye of us um, on, the, uh, on us and our families, and they're able to see from a different viewpoint. They can see the places where we might crash, that we just don't have that vision yet, and really trust them and be wrapped around. So that's one thing, really follow the treatment team recommendations. I think it's so terrible. Can I throw something in there? Because I, mm -hmm. what you're talking about is an outsider perspective Yes. That, that can see some things that you might not be able to see because you're the one living it, mm -hmm. right? And it's kind of like, I don't know, another metaphor, the frog that was boiled at one degree at a time, and pretty mm -hmm. soon it was too late. And, and so you don't realize this is happening, but someone from the outside who's kind of in tune with, with your family. I think about uh, inside families. I think if we're in tune with each other, we can, we can be some of the early detectors of someone getting close to that end of uh, their stamina. And, and you can be the one to, to be the warning voice that we're getting close. We need to do something different. And earlier is better. I mean, a little bit of irritability today might not mean much, but if my child brings home a bad grade on a test the next day and somebody else acts out and it's been a hard week, that goes to a whole different level, mm -hmm. um, particularly in a family that's been under stress for a long period of time. So, of course, we need to eat well. Yeah. And we need to exercise, and we need enough sleep, which is more than four or five hours a night. Oh, you're killing me. I know it. I know it. I think everybody goes at that point. Well, great. I flunked that test. <laughs> um, but it's being able to have that that is so mm. necessary. And the research is deeply immersed in saying that that is necessary for us to do well. Sleep, 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 the sleep. Holistic sleep approach to this with your body, your mind, all of that. Yeah, you got to take care of the whole person. There's a family I'm working with where the daughter was doing great and then she went off to see her older sister at college, took her cell phone, and they didn't have the internet limits in the dorm room. So she was on the phone all night long. Crash three days later. I mean, the next three days, were, they said, what happened? So we went back and she, was, she didn't get her eight hours of sleep. And this is one child that if she doesn't get that eight hours of sleep, the whole family, if they're not careful, they all go post everyone, yes. you know, and manage the old behaviors. So we want to be very aware of those. Just a little bit of change mm. makes a big difference. Um, so we want, to, of course, the wraparound, which we talk about all the time in Homeward Bound, is having those healthy relationships around us, healthy and nourishing relationships and people that have that good view of us or people to whom we are well known. If we don't have those, then we're kind of fooling ourselves and setting ourselves up for a little more failure. Somebody needs to have good eyes on, on who we are and how we respond in our moments of stress because that will trickle down, as you say, into our families. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I love that I read about, this is great, is on mental visualization. It's that, and, you know, I have to mull over things. This is one of those that, that I was thinking, sometimes it thinks, I think about, you know, a five-minute escape to someplace else. It's helpful. It does change what happens up here. But then it said it's, your brain doesn't even know the difference. That if you think about going somewhere versus doing it, because the, the impact can be the same. So I thought, you know, you mentioned chocolate. This was really one thing. <laughs> that if I think about eating it, does that mean I'm still going to gain weight? So I really wasn't buying into the visualization at the moment, but I do think it's very, very helpful. Um, and I encourage you to look at your, look at your schedule. Uh, 
look at your schedule. Oh, yes. Yes. Let's do therapy right yeah, now. Yeah, right now. Let's look right into that. You know, do you have any margin in your schedule? And so, so here's what I, I, I love. I blame Jeanette on that. It's just, uh, you know. Oh, blaming. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing in my schedule. No nothing flexibility. Schedule. For anybody, uh, think about when the kids come home from treatment, they know that parents want to structure their time, but often they make them overscheduled. And if you have an introverted child or a shy extroverted child, and you throw these kids into a schedule that would make us hyperventilate, you're only adding to the stress. So think about your life as a Microsoft Word document, and you go to type it up, and you say, oh, I can put all this on one page, but wait, if I narrow the margins, I can put more on one page. <laughs> so I narrow the margins, yeah. right? And then, wait, I only have two more sentences. So then I go customize the margins, and I go to print, and it says, this is exceeding the margins listed on this page. Are you sure you want to continue? I'm thinking, this is telling me something. Somewhere in our lives, when we keep pushing to the edge and we lose our margin, um, we need to keep those margins. So you're, you're saying word count is more important than uh, one page. It's the word count on that page. As long as it stays within the margins. <laughs> yes, <laughs> okay. The, the, the margins that, that are best for us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what we can fill in and still have margin. Mm. So if we lose our margins, um, then that's a struggle. So how do, we, how do we be more proactive? We keep our margins. That's schedule, uh, kids schedule, our own schedule. What else do I have there? Um, let, me, let me ask you just please. kind of a Homeward Bound question. Okay. Um, so as a transition coach at Homeward Bound, how can someone in that role potentially be a uh, overseer of this in, in any way? Is there any, any role for that person to play in, in the process of kind of watching out for stamina? And, and do we look at that at Homeward Bound? Absolutely. We have to, one of the questions people are, or parents ask, how do we know when we have to go back to treatment? I mean, that, that's ultimately some of their concerns. Since relapse is such a big concern, they want to know if they relapse, do we have to go back to treatment? But let's back up just a little bit. When I first meet my families and they're talking about their focus is on their child, typically, and I share, I am so glad your focus is on your child because that is why we were brought together. What I want to encourage you and I want you to know is that while you are watching your child, we're all watching your child, I've got my eyes on you because I know that for you to maintain the stamina you need for what is happening not now, we're excited now, it's a good day. There is a testing phase coming down the road. And for you to be prepared for that, I want you to know that I'm gonna be watching you, not in a creepy way, but in a way that can encourage you to say, you know, what brings, what's life giving to you? What have you done this week that has given you energy or that has given you sustainability for the journey ahead? So if we keep watching our parents and for the stamina, that's important. Then also looking at the stamina of the child, because if you have rigid parents, high-pressuring parents, or parents that, that didn't do as much work as some of our other families have done, then there becomes this increased issue with the child that all of a sudden they become the identified problem again in the family, and their stamina is limited. So then let's talk about the chocolate fountain. Mm -hmm. The whole family now has a struggle with stamina. So when we watch stamina, if the family stamina really decreases, then we have some other safety issues. Um, those are some of the big concerns that we have about if we have to go back to treatment. But stamina is such a vital part of watching what's happening with the family and being that voice to encourage people not to be angry or, you know, you did this wrong, but what's bringing life to you today? And, and when we celebrate the progress that they make, we're actually giving them courage, which is encouragement, 
great job. You did something today that you haven't done in six years. You did something today that you haven't done since your, your son or your daughter came home. That actually gives them some life to be sustainable so they can prepare for the days ahead. And so noting, noting that progress, not perfection, really is part of helping that stamina mm. for them to remain proactive. Allison, I think I need you as my coach. <laughs> I think, you, I think you would be an amazing coach at helping me and anybody out there really understand the importance of this. You've lived it, and you, now you've, you've also coached people through this. So thank you so much for being on the podcast well, today. Amazing information, very practical. It's going to help us all do this better. So right. thanks again. Thanks, Tim.